From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We're just a little bit away from the Friday finale with Jay Mart. As we head you into, for most of you, a three-day weekend, we're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. We're trying to get a grasp on college football. I meant to spend more time on this in hour one, but KD has taken over our lives here. KD and the Heat, will it happen? I don't know. Like I said, if he comes to the Heat, Stone and I, totally pantsless. Okay? That's just what it's going to be. That's yeah. that's That's... That's the expectation, okay? Uh, but we need to get into college football because uh, USC, UCLA, by 2024, are going to the Big Ten. We could uh, think of no other person to discuss it with than our man Josh Pate, 247, host of The Late Kick with Josh Pate, uh, 247, and uh, CBS Sports Network. He joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. And Josh, are you still out with the Elite 11 quarterbacks? I know you've been hanging out out there. No, we... Uh... We landed about 4 a.m. this morning in Nashville. And let me tell you, too, another piece of breaking news. Here's some breaking news. Red-eye flights kind of suck. Yeah. I don't like them all that yeah. Not great. Not great. So uh, we're getting a, a loopy uh, Josh Pate here on a Friday. Thank you for making the time. Appreciate it. And so I guess I want to ask you, 10 years from now, how many power conferences will there be in college football? I hate this answer. I hate, well, I hate what I'm about to say. So – they had me on yesterday as this was happening, and I was thinking out loud, and I'm saying, all right, well, the SEC's made their moves, and the Big Ten's now making their moves, and they're all going to 16, and so I'm thinking about Clemson and Miami mm-hmm. and North Carolina and Oregon, FSU. I'm just saying a combination of those teams and what exists in the ACC or the Big 12 is enough to form a third, if you want to call it a super conference, yeah. a super conference. Yeah. But the more I talk to people – in some cases, actually involved in these decisions, the more they said, now your flaw is assuming that they're going to stop at 16, and they're not. So I think given that, we're headed for uh, a horizon that sees two super conferences, which makes sense because if every other thing that the powers that be in this sport are doing uh, seems hell-bent on mirroring the Sunday model, why not do that as well? Yeah, yeah, in AFC and in NFC in college football. Now here's where... I think that it's easy to get into doom and gloom when these things happen because it's different and it's uncomfortable. But I look at the way that conferences are currently realigned, and I thought that losing Texas A&M and Texas every year was more damaging than losing USC and Washington State every year. Like, I just – the the Pac-12, it's – inconvenient for the rest of the league and they're going to have to figure it out but USC UCLA there's some interesting potential new rivalries based off of Rose Bowl appearances that could pop up you still have in the ACC Florida State Miami Ohio State Michigan they're not going anywhere Texas is going to end up going back into the SEC playing Texas A&M like for me it's not as brutally damaging as what some are making it out to be well here's so here's where my mind is at on this it's not, it's not as though college football is going to sink into the abyss. In fact, quite the opposite. The dollar figures here are, will never have been higher. I always wonder, when I hear some of my buddies say, change needs to happen because it will increase revenue, or change needs to happen because it will increase television ratings, mm-hmm. I always ask them, what TV network do you run? Like, what percentage <laughs> yeah. of that revenue are you getting? <laughs> what, why, what why, yeah. 
<laughs> yes. Why have you allowed a bunch of people that, that work on a higher floor than you've ever been elevation-wise in your life? <laughs> why are you allowing them to convince you it's in your best interest? No, I agree it's in their best interest for this to happen. The trick is convincing a bunch of folks it's also in their best interest for college football to go this way. My personal feel on it is I understand both sides of it, but my personal feel is when I was being raised up in rural Georgia, I loved the difference in the Saturday product versus mm-hmm. the Sunday product. Mm-hmm. I liked both of them, but I loved that there was a difference. I loved the territoriality. I loved the regionality. I loved that saying West Coast football and Midwest football and South football or Southern football meant different things. And you just kind of throw it all in a hodgepodge, and it's in the name of more revenue, and it's in the name of, quote-unquote, growing the game. And I just, some of this stuff I look at as change, and I don't necessarily look at it as progress. Now, Josh, we're talking about change. You talk about increasing revenue and everything. You had Brady Quinn on the Late Kick Show when you were out in California, and he proposed something that, that, that I thought was really fascinating. He said, I don't think any of this happens, including NIL, without COVID. Do you agree? I mean, it seemed like when COVID hit, like that's when everybody realized, like, I got to go do this for myself, or we got to do this for us. Where are we going to be in the future? Do you think that's true? He is. He's dead on the money. Now, I, I can't say that conference realignment never would have happened because yeah. you still would have had the playoff elephant in the room and, right. and what that did to drive people into corners. But I can confidently tell you now, he's on the right track. When COVID happened and each conference and even member institution within their conference made the decisions they made, it was just like everyone took mental notes. And we did it in media, fans did it, but also administrators did it. And in the Pac-12, there was just, I mean, you think the Big Ten was bad. The Pac-12, there was a total deference to football, period. And even if they were going to play football, they were essentially told, well, we got to wait for the Big Ten. We essentially got to see what Dad lets us do. And USC's sitting there. UCLA's sitting there. I guarantee you Oregon felt the same way. They're sitting there saying, wait a second. We, this is not Miami of Ohio over here. Like We should not be waiting for anyone else to tell us what we're allowed to do. And that was one mental note that was taken. And uh, just because it seems like COVID had subsided and the sport had returned back to normal – those feelings didn't go away. Right. And another part of it was folks on the West Coast to tell you, I was out in L.A. the last several days, even before this news broke. When you talk to people off the record uh, at Pac-12 Network or just working up and down the West Coast, they still criticize daily the name Larry Scott, who yeah. was a longtime Pac-12 commissioner. Yeah. Just total ineptitude on all fronts. USC's administration hadn't done themselves favors for a while, but they looked around and said, we should not be in a situation where our fate and our future is outside of our hands and alignment with a conference like the Big Ten will make sure that doesn't happen in the future. Two four sevens, Josh Pate. Late kick with Josh Pate. Kept it on CBS Sports Network here on Ken Levick Alive, ESPN 1063. Uh, so if it is two conferences ultimately, and I, it sounds like Big Ten, SEC, those are going to be the black holes that suck up everything here in power college football – which conference dies first, the Pac-12, the Big 12, or the ACC? I think the easy answer is the Pac-12 because the Big 12 and the ACC, they will have fight in them. They have a will to survive in them. I don't sense that that exists in the Pac-12. I think they look at it and the collective spirit out there minus their superpower team, i.e. USC, and especially if Oregon were trying to make a move, 
Uh, but even if Oregon doesn't try and make a move, the spirit out there is, is so defeatist in nature, and it's so, oh, we're over it in nature. So the ACC, man, they'll fight. The Big 12, they are fighting. They went and kind of tried to proactively get four new teams. The Pac-12, the response from people inside the network, I can't stress this enough. I talked to people aligned with the Pac-12 yesterday, and moments after this news broke, their immediate response to me in person and via text is, well, the Pac-12's done. But there was no question about it. So wow. even, even they think internally they're done. Um, I do want to ask you then, it, keeping in mind that we, I'm with you, I think this goes, and we discussed it immediately yesterday, this ultimately will be two conferences. Right now, just short term, hypothetical, the ACC starts hunting, or the, uh, the SEC starts hunting, okay? The, the most attractive team for the SEC in the immediate future, you have to pick one, is Miami or Florida State? Who would the SEC try to pluck first? Well, I think that they would – so the old-school answer is Miami because you're thinking media market. But yeah. I've talked to some people about this because I've never had good instincts on this. I don't care about media markets. I care about quality of product on the field. So I was always off base on this. Well, it sounds like this may be coming back around a little more to the way someone like me would think about it because it sounds like folks at that level in the SEC believe – we have already overly saturated enough our need to expand impression rate and get into this market and that market. Plus, they believe the brand just sells coast-to-coast enough anyway now where it's not pivotal that they live and die on getting new market share. Mm -hmm. What they're thinking about now is brand alignment. And so if you think about Miami or FSU in terms of brand alignment, I think from the in-stadium experience at Doge to a little closer proximity, they may look at Florida State, yeah. and they may say, mm, that program feels a little more SEC. I'll tell you the one I think there's going to be a fight over, and that's Clemson. Oh, yeah. Because I think people have just always believed, oh, if there's expansion, Clemson's going to the ACC or the SEC. I believe that, too, until yesterday when someone very, very close to that situation said, no, not so fast on that. There's, there's another player in the room for us, so just sit tight. Josh, sticking in the ACC, let's talk a little Miami. I know, I know you're fond of, of Cristobal and how you're recruits, and you've also been talking about how there's potential that they flirt with the top five recruiting class beginning with this cycle and from here on out. But do you see it translating to the on-field success side of things this season? And if so, i got to throw it in there, is plus 700 Miami, the ACC odds, worth a sprinkle? Is there any value there? Well, I sprinkled it, so yeah, <laughs> okay. I put my money it's on it. It's been sprinkled. All right. <laughs> Yes, yes, the sprinkling has happened. Um, I, look, I, I don't look at this. It's, it's always important to think about the state of the conference around you. There is no alpha dog in the ACC right now. And if Clemson is your alpha dog, when there's that much uncertainty, not only at quarterback, but even around quarterback, who can promise me that that program just ticks merrily along after losing foundational elements at both coordinator positions? So, I mean, if I, I, may have the best, I may have the best quarterback in the ACC, for all I know, at Miami. And that's not a roster and a cupboard that was left bare. In fact, there are people who think if, if Diaz would have gotten one more year, they would have had a good team this year. So yeah. I don't think this is a start-from-scratch situation at all. Um, I, I will say this, for the long-term prospectus of Miami, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for them to get close this year and then fall short. Because one of the things you can see happen sometimes is if you have immediate success, folks get fooled into thinking they've arrived before they've really arrived. So, hey, I just gave you a win-win. You can, you can call it a win if you win it, and you can call it a win if you uh, almost, good try, but we didn't win it this year. 
I because recruiting is going to give you it's going to give you confidence every year moving forward. Make sure to catch Late Kick with Josh Pate, CBS Sports Network. Also, 247, Josh does great work. Uh, just a couple of more here. Monday, and it seems like a million years ago once NBA free agency started, but I led this show talking about the recruiting failures, quote-unquote, of Billy Napier. And so uh, has Florida underwhelmed a bit in recruiting? Sure. Do I think it's irrational to criticize him? Yes, and we actually referenced something that you had said over the weekend about Billy Napier. Yeah, is it off to the start that Florida fans would have liked? No, but this message board trolling of Billy Napier and this panic is insane. But one thing that I thought Florida really screwed up on is this Billy Napier open letter. I'm sure this was planned a month ago to put out an open letter, but to to sync it up with the timing of losing on a big four-star quarterback recruit to Miami, someone in Gainesville had to say, hey, We can put this off maybe post-holiday or for a couple of weeks. We don't want to think that we're trying to soften a blow here and acknowledge that, hey, things aren't going so well. So, hey, fans, we love you and we love your passion and this is what's great about Florida football. I just thought that it was a really bad look for Florida and they made it more difficult for Billy Napier here in the short term by not putting the, the, the axe on that open letter. Well, here's the other bad part. When you release an open letter, most people do not read the letter. They just know that an open letter <laughs> yeah, was released. That's a so, great point. <laughs> most people just know, all right, Florida recruiting, not exactly a rocket ship right now. And, oh, hey, did you hear? Their head coach had to write a letter to the fans before he's ever coached a game. <laughs> that's really where the story begins and ends. For I most love people. it. <laughs> yeah, so, so I don't know that that does you a world of good in perception. Look, this thing, it, when you hire Mario Cristobal, you don't have to prove anything in recruiting because he's already proven it. When you hire Billy Napier, he could have all the capability in the world. And for all I know, he will. But he has the burden of proof still in his lap because he doesn't have that established track record. And so it it was never going to take off immediately. I think what you have to worry about there is every time you talk to someone around Florida, yeah, they can talk about Napier, but then it extends beyond that. And they got a problem with the way their collective is structured. And they got a problem with this and that administratively. And all the time I hear that, the this and that is sometimes out of the head coach's hands. So I want to see Billy Napier with the same full deck that his competitors are playing with. Then I'll know I can judge him Mm -hmm. because he's a very, very good evaluator and developer. I know that because guys at the highest level tell me that all the time. Is he going to be playing with an equal roster? Because you don't out-scheme people at this level uh, more than a few times a year. You've got to have the roster. It's all about talent acquisition. And so it's I'm willing to give him time. I hope the message board culture is willing to give him time, too. Uh, you're a, a rural Georgia boy. Uh, you strike me as someone who is, uh, is doing fireworks at home as opposed to uh, preferring to go to the community celebration. The community celebration is its like wearing shirts with brand names on them. Okay, I got out of that lifestyle a long time <laughs> oh, ago. come on. I pay... I, I pay $20 for a pack of white tees, and I'm good. doesn't matter what they pay me around here. I will never change it. So, yes, I am backyard, questionable legality. It's going down as soon as the sun goes down. (laughs) Military grade for Josh Pate. Uh, Josh, get some sleep. Thank you for making the time for us, brother. I appreciate it, guys. All right, that is Josh Josh Pate, 247 Late Kick with Josh Pate, joining us here on Ken LeVick Alive. Um, Real quick, Stone, because I know we need to uh, hit a break, but can we welcome in 
Can we welcome in Jay Mart, please? Can we do that? Because he's been sitting here patiently. I feel badly. There we go. It's one. It's time for the Friday finale on Ken LaVica Live, featuring ESPN West Palm OG Jay Mart. Welcome to the Friday finale featuring Jay Mart, right now on Ken LaVica Live. Now, it would be cool for you, Jay Mart, if Miami was in the SEC, because then you could see Tennessee come down here, right? Wouldn't that make you happy? You did it again. Stone did it again. Stone did it again. Stone did it again. He didn't turn the mic on. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm waiting on you, big guy. <laughs> now it's, you, we just got to do this every week now. It's just a tradition. <laughs> it's just a tradition. <laughs> Stone, it's, see, Stone doesn't, he's listen, all, he doesn't have listen. his mic on now. You know what? This oh is real funny. Goodness. This is a good opportunity for me because J-Mart, you're using the wrong mic right now, okay? Oh, you're, you're using right. the wrong mic. He is using mic three. Y- you know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> now, no, what I would counter with, though, is that Stone should have, should have seen that before. Uh, I've been sitting here for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you say, are a producer. I sat there doing nothing for 20 minutes, and like, he's going to get the mic situation worked out. <laughs> Who's to blame? Jay Martin Stone. That's a good game right there. I like that. Um, uh, but uh, um, there, is, there is so much going on. Whether it's KD, whether it's NBA free agency, whether it's college football, I can't tell you, J-Mart, how overwhelmed I am by all of it. It's insane. I, I'm not built for this. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's information overload. Yeah, it is. It's impossible to keep up. It is. It is. Um, do you do you have a good working knowledge of the no. the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence or anything? Yeah, yeah definitely not. Okay, cool. So when <laughs> we come back, we're going to open it up to, because J-Mart doesn't know, we're going to open it up to you. We're playing a game called Forefathers for Four Tickets. I made that up in my car this morning. <laughs> Forefathers right. for Four Tickets, giving you a chance this weekend to get out to Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Four tickets to Mega Bash, where you're going to throw out a first pitch at a Palm Beach Cardinals game, fireworks, and the whole thing. It is Mega Bash at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Four tickets for Monday, and we have them for you. If you win, four fathers or four tickets. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Bring the family to Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium Monday for Mega Bash, where you're throwing out a first pitch. You're seeing fireworks. You're seeing Palm Beach Cardinals baseball. You can win Four fathers for four tickets. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We're in our Friday finale. J-Mart will have his starting five later on before 2 o'clock. He's Stone the Manowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Giving you a chance to win four tickets Monday, July 4th to Mega Bash at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. So again, Monday, it's the Palm Beach Cardinals in action. Bring the whole family to enjoy baseball and post-game fireworks in Jupiter. Here's the prize we're giving away. We are playing a game called Forefathers for Four Tickets. Forefathers for Four Tickets. You answer a question about our forefathers on Independence Day weekend. You win four tickets to Mega Bash 
at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. The fireworks, the baseball, the whole family's out there. And oh yeah, you throw out the first pitch as well. You have a chance to throw out the first pitch in front of your kids, impress them, Memories for a lifetime. See the Palm Beach Cardinals. It all starts at 6 o'clock, and then, oh, yeah, the fireworks. And if you haven't seen the Mega Bash fireworks at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium, they rule. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Get in to play Forefathers for Four Tickets. Here on Ken Levick Alive, your chance to win four tickets to Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. The Palm Beach Cardinals in action Monday, 6 o'clock first pitch. You see the fireworks, you see the baseball, and you throw out the first pitch. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. It is our Friday finale. Jay Martz in starting five. He'll have what you need to know about sports cards here in the next couple of minutes here on Ken Levick Alive. But let's go ahead and bring up our patriotic music, if we could, Stone. Let's get patriotic. Uh, J-Mart, do you, do you, on Independence Day weekend, do you regale yourself in red, white, and blue? Uh, not, not, t- not overly, no. Like, today I'm in red, white, and blue. You are. You're yeah. very festive, in fact. Was that on purpose, or is this what you had picked out for? I have been saying it's on purpose all day. <laughs> Down to the socks, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, when it comes to fireworks, are you blow them off in the backyard? Are you uh, go out to the old community fireworks? What are you doing there? Not going to community fireworks, and I'm not doing the fireworks myself. However, I do enjoy when a family member... Is willing to go out and and you know, I'll, I'll fire I'll off chip a in. few. I'll chip in. I just don't want to be there dealing with it. See, I'm um, I'm kind of frightened of lighting my own fireworks. I don't do well with burning things. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> I don't, don't like it. I don't think that's bad. I want to go watch other people light off rockets. I don't need to be putting my hands at risk. My face at risk, my fingers at risk. I don't like it. Now, I don't know if you saw Friday Night Lights, J-Mart. He rolled his eyes when I said that I don't like Bernie things, that it scares me, it frightens me to light off my own fireworks. What are you thinking right now? Yeah, I just think it's crap, to be honest, because... Uh, Wait, well, you think it's crap? Yeah, I think he doesn't should, like Bernie you things? You get in there, get dirty, get the most explosive ones, the most expensive ones, and you get active. I'm a big community fireworks guy. I love showing up. Downtown Stewart is where I reside. You say so get active. Yeah, you get active. You just light this one here, light this one there. Just you know, I I, I wait, love. Wait, I are love. you a community fireworks guy or are you a yeah, light at your? I, I usually guy. end well, up are doing you both. lighting them at the community. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? <laughs> I, I I usually end up doing both. We usually go down and visit, and all the boats will be lined up in the water, and we're kind of on the beach side, and we watch them go off, and then we usually end up having someone has a party, and we're there, and that's when we get into our own kind of fireworks. So I, I dabble in both. Any injuries? No, yeah. not not yet. No injuries never yet. Never been burned. I've, I've I've had a finger, not my finger, but a friend of mine. I've seen the whole finger thing go down. Like the blowing a finger just, off. Just yeah, the whole like ah and running, but not like the finger wasn't off or anything. It oh. was slivered, but it wasn't like it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to <laughs> See, be. See, that's the stuff I don't want to deal with. I have no desire for that. Yeah, none. no desire for that at all. Absolutely not. But I know some people like oh, I'm one thousands. Like when, growing up in Illinois, it was illegal. You couldn't shoot off fireworks. So I had no basis 
for any sort of knowledge other than community fireworks. That was right. my thing. Right. But then I moved down to Florida, and it's a G-damn war zone down here <laughs> from, like, yeah. July 2nd through July 8th. I didn't realize. The first year I moved down here, and all I hear is explosions around me. I thought we were being attacked. Oh, dude, I live in the country, and it oh, is yeah. crazy out, out there. there. A free-for-all out it, there. It is nuts. It's, I mean, my dogs go bananas yeah. every time. Uh, every time. Stone, is this game or is this fireworks talk? This is game. Game? All right, good. All right. So now we've got the... Um, now that we've gotten it out in the public that I'm frightened of fireworks, okay? <laughs> I don't even like sparklers. I don't want to Whoa. feel the burning on my fingers Do from you, sparklers. You let the daughters play with the sparklers, though? Sure, but they're, okay. they're, they have more guts than I do. <laughs> you know what I like? The, the poppy things oh, come that on. you throw out the ground. They go... My I, son good. loves those. Those things, things are great. They smell <laughs> a little does. weird, but they're great. But I don't like smelling burny things. I don't like burny things. Like I just, I wish fireworks could just like exist in the sky. I just automatically be there. Yeah, like they're there. <laughs> right, they they don't they couldn't blow your hands off. I don't know. All right, four fathers for four tickets. Monday, six p.m. Independence Day. We celebrate the birth of this nation, the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And you know what we do on the Fourth of July? Damn it, we play baseball. Mega bash at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. The Palm Beach Cardinals. Dare I say their colors? Red, white, and blue. Mm. In true American fashion. 6 o'clock first pitch at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. I'm giving you right now a chance to be at Mega Bash for free. But it's not just to be there for free. No, I'm also giving you the chance to throw out the first pitch. How giving am I? That's humongous, though. Like, that's people's dream. It might be America's birthday, but it might as well just be your birthday as well. On the 4th of July, because I'm allowing you to get out with your family to Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium in Jupiter for free. Throw out the first pitch before the 6 o'clock start against the Cardinals and see a fireworks show. I mean, my God, how much more can I give you? Let's play Forefathers for four tickets. Putting your knowledge to the test. The men who built this nation. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And it's men because women were not allowed to build this nation. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Here is the question. He was president when the White House was set on fire during the War of 1812 and <laughs> is a state capital Big Ten campus town. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. He was president when the White House was set on fire during the War of 1812 and is a state capital slash Big Ten campus town. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. J-Mark, do you have any idea who this might be? I mean, I have a guess. No, don't guess, though. Because if it's right, then it ruins the whole game, and I don't have another question. I don't have another question lined up ready to go. So we got to stick with this one or else the game is ruined. Sweet. Mouth it to me. I think J-Mart's on it. Wow. I think J-Mart knows what he's talking about. Okay. Where are we going, Stone? We're going Anthony in West Palm Beach. On one? On one. Anthony is playing Forefathers for four tickets. First of all, Anthony, what do you think about the name? Pretty good, huh? 
Yes, it is. Yeah, that's right. All right, so <laughs> he was president when the White House was set on fire during the War of 1812 and is a state capital slash Big Ten campus town. Anthony, do you have a guess? Uh, is it James Madison? One and done. Anthony has won four tickets, courtesy of Forefathers for Four Tickets, Mega Bash, Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium, Monday, 6 o'clock, Palm Beach Cardinals, throwing out the first pitch. Anthony, does it make you nervous to throw out the first pitch? No, I've done that at the Marlins game one time. Oh, bringing his talents up to Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium, and then the fireworks show after. <laughs> Anthony, uh, have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy Monday with the family, and well done. I'm very impressed with your knowledge of the Forefathers. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All right. That is Anthony, who sounds thrilled <laughs> to appoint forefathers for four tickets here on oh, Ken LaPica Alive. <laughs> when we come back, J-Mart, he only pays attention to sports via sports cards. But right. sports cards, a burgeoning industry. I don't know anything about him. And so I like to surround myself with people who aren't dopes. J-Mart brings you his starting five, the five things that you need to know about sports cards this week leading into the 4th of July. Some tips, perhaps, for you. This is Friday Night Lights' favorite segment of the week because the man loves sports cards as well. He's J-Mart. He's still in the band with Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive. On ESPN 106.3. Yeah. Take your molly and grind your way into the 4th of July weekend. Bet. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Well, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Your path to the sports industry. You want to work your dream job in sports? Well, that is your red carpet. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. 22 years of doing it. The professors are in the sports industry. You're learning firsthand knowledge. The success stories, too many to count. I'm telling you, when I get the eternal question, how do you get in sports, Ken? How do you get in sports? Tell them, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Write it down, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. The best way to prepare you for your dream job in the sports industry, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. One more time because I'm nice. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Friday finale, Ken Levick alive. That means J-Mart is here. J-Mart, you said you're uh, rolling up to Georgia this weekend? Yeah, man. That's nice. I like that. Like rural? Oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah. middle of nowhere. I like Georgia. that. What part? Uh, it's... Uh, Basically central Georgia. I mean, you get off of 75 in the Tifton area. Okay. And then you head east. Do you actually know what he's talking about? Because he said, yeah, like he totally. knows Tifton, like spent, the back of his hand. Yeah. I, I, I've never admitted this, but I spent, I spent seven years of my life in Georgia living there. Where? In Ackworth, Paulding County. Why did you frame living in Georgia for seven years like you were admitting that you were like a, a former secret. meth addict. Well, because, because I always tell people, born and raised in Florida, and I wasn't even born in the state of Florida. Oh. I was born in North Carolina, bounced over to Georgia, and now I landed in Florida, but I like to flex Florida the most. Okay, well, just say raised, and then it's accurate, and it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't say born. But he was like, <laughs> you're straight I, lying. Like he 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 flat, he was like, I've never uh, I've never admitted this, but <laughs> spent seven years in Georgia. I thought he was gonna say like he got caught with a needle in his arm. <laughs> like it's like I twelve. Buried somebody right, in Georgia. Yeah. I, I've committed murder before. <laughs> like we, that was really a weird way to frame that. Uh, J Mart, 
loves sports cards. Any sports conversation I have with J-Mart revolves around sports cards. It's how he he is able to, to consume his modern-day knowledge of sports. What's going on, current events? Sports cards. That's how J-Mart tracks it. I think it's fascinating. And there is a massive sports card market. I completely undervalue, I think, how massive sports cards are now because we get feedback every single week on this segment, things that J-Mart throws out there. It is time now for J-Mart's starting five here on Ken Levick Alive. The five things you need to know. Sports card market as we head into an extended Independence Day weekend. J-Mart, let's start, sir. With number five. Well, before he starts, we always. Oh, oh John we need the legal advice about sports cards Lawyers. is solely his opinion yep. and does not reflect the views of Good mm-hmm. Karma Brands, nope. ESPN nope. West Palm, Ken Levicka, Stone Labanowitz, nope. or any actor or actress in the Marvel Universe. Important. J-Mart is not to be trusted in matters of money, so Never. don't make financial decisions based on his advice. He is also a self-described idiot. We've got it on tape. That is accurate. Okay. <laughs> it is five. accurate. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to start with kind of what I think is sort of a no-brainer, and I don't typically go with the guys in the news, but I actually have a couple this week. And and we'll just fly through this You're this good. first one Kevin Durant. I, I okay. think Kevin Durant is uh actually probably still undervalued even before the entire market started coming really? down, but with the market coming down, I mean, don't get me wrong, like there's very expensive Kevin Durant cards, but I just feel like their, their value is going to to increase over time. I think he is a guy that you sort of can't go wrong with because okay. he's the guy's a bit of a monster. Um, so the next guy is also kind of a no brainer given what's going on today. Uh, and I and again I don't typically go with the hype people, but I'm going to say this guy and I'm going to say don't buy him now. Don't do it today, but write this down and a month from now buy him. Refer back to it. I think. And you might like this, Kenny. A guy that your squad just signed today, Zach Levine, is a guy who is an offensive powerhouse, oh, just yeah. sort of a juggernaut. My, which is my the squad I grew up with, the Bulls, Zach Levine. Right, yes. right, yeah. Sorry. Um, and I think that they have they have a chance to be a very good team as well. Yeah. But his style in particular is one that remember the card market is all about hype. So if he gets on a good team, it's a guy like that who could really capture sort of the imagination of people. So I feel like his values could really go up uh, if, if they, you know, have a, a solid season. Now, we talk about all these free agency moves, and I am going to stay in the NBA for my next one. Okay. But this is not one of the guys that, that's moving. But sometimes when you're on a team and people move it to you, that also helps. How about a guy... Like R.J. Barrett Ooh, oh, for the wow. New York Knicks uh-huh. has not completely lived up to exactly what what people have have uh, expected. Let's say he's also he he's a young guy, so you can get you can still get like good rookies mm-hmm. of him. They're not super hard to and, acquire. And you think Jalen Brunson brings the best out of him? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and they gonna, brought Mitchell Robinson help. back as well. Right, absolutely. Okay, and they may not be done as well. So. Okay, so that's the three. That's the NBA. We're right, done so with the KD, NBA. KD, Zach Levine, RJ Barrett. And again, the Zach Levine, J-Mart stressed like, hey, not right now. Not right now. But keep it in mind. Keep he it just in mind. had surgery. Right. And like right now, today is the worst time to buy Zach Levine, actually. Give it a month when this sort of dies down She'll a little bit. She'll keep getting lower and lower and lower, and then you buy for value exactly. after that. Okay, exactly. so KD, Zach dip. Levine, RJ Barrett, five through three. It is the starting five. J-Mart giving you the tips you need to know in the sports card market. J-Mart, number two. Okay, guys, this, I'm not going to give you a player, 
But this is more like a pro tip. And it's not, it's not even super advanced. It's relatively basic. But if you collect sports cards, and I know there's a ton of people that don't know about this. so Like me. If you don't, this will help you. Utilize, if you're going on eBay, which you do if you're buying yes, cards, you utilize a site. Like the one I use is, and I don't know other ones, but the one I use is, is called Gixen. G-I-X-E-N.com. Okay. Like Vixen, yes, okay. but with a G. This site, the only thing it does is snipe on eBay. You just go in. Oh, really? You, you put the item number on eBay. So it's like the middleman. So it's exactly. It's you tell it exactly what your what your highest bid is, and it puts in a bid for you at the very last second. That's Gixen. So you G I X E N. Exactly. You put in exactly what you're willing to pay. So if you're on a budget. You can put in your highest number and then forget about this auction so you, you don't get caught up in it and Damn. spend more. Right. Or if you just want to, you really want this card, you can put some crazy number on it and again, forget it and, and you know you're going to walk away with it. How old is this app? Because I feel like as soon as anybody finds out about it. It's, it's not- been around for, uh, for a while. There's tons of services like this. And I'm, sh- I'm honestly, I'm kind of shocked that more people don't know about these because you will absolutely increase your win percentage on eBay if if you use these sites, wow. you just will, and you can save money. So like, I think it, it's a no-brainer. Does it charge you? Does it charge you anything? So most of them, I think you can do like a couple without without any kind of charge. But okay. if you like Gixson, once you do a certain number, they charge. But it's like it's six bucks a year. Got it. So got it. Oh yeah, you, I mean hell, come on, cheapos. <laughs> You make a, you can make a yeah. lot more with it than, yeah. than six bucks. That's yeah. for sure. So that's so number two. Gixin, that's my pro tip. Yep. Gixin.com. That's a good pro tip. That's actually good insider stuff. That's ridiculous. There. I would have thought you that would have came out last week. Or something. <laughs> okay, so the last one. I got to wrap it up. I think I always wrap it up with MMA, mm-hmm. with the oh, UFC. Oh, can't wait. And I'm not, I'm not fight stopping. Do not weekend. disappoint. There is a fascinating fight this weekend, and it's not the one you think, Stoney. I am going to. The guy I'm going to give you is. Sean Strickland. He's the number four middleweight on the planet right now, right? But the reason it's fascinating is because he is fighting a guy named Alex Pereira, who's only five and one in in MMA, in the sport of MMA. But and Sean Strickland again, he's number four in the Mm -hmm. world, but he's only a slight favorite because Alex Pereira is a legendary kickboxer. He has had multiple world titles. This guy, and, and what makes it an extra layer of fascinating. Is it in the, it, well, not in the press conference. So he fought at Israel Adesanya twice in kickboxing. Yes. One of them, he beat him both times. Uh-huh. One of the times he knocked Israel Adesanya out. Really? Yep. So this dude is, is he's, he's got some killer characteristics he, to he him. He is legit. Last night now, at the press conference, he was jawing at Izzy. So what happened at the press Dang. conference, though, is why I'm actually, I do think Strickland will pull this fight out. But the reason I'm pull, I'm actually picking Sean Strickland right now and telling you like you might want to invest in him is because what happened at that press conference last night, it he and Israel Adesanya got into it. Sean Strickland, like they were roasting each other, mm-hmm. and he clearly got under Israel Adesanya's skin, no doubt. Right. So and so Israel Adesanya, fight. veteran, like, yeah. yeah, he's he's the fan favorite. He's the yeah. dominant champ. champion. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So we have this fight where. You got an unranked guy who's beaten the champion yeah. twice. Yeah. So if he wins this fight against the number four, like they want to try to get him against the champion, which is sure. kind of a crazy thing with only six MMA fights. But then you got Sean Strickland, who if he wins because of that verbal back and forth, 
He talked his way into a fight with the champion as well. That's sick. It, it so was really cool. It, it is It is a fascinating fight. So, Sean Strickland, uh, is that someone to pay attention to from Absolutely. a card standpoint? Absolutely, yeah. So, remember the, the name, Sean Strickland, who's fighting this weekend. He's the third. It's the third lead fight. So. Okay. And he talks about hype and having hype around him. Sean Strickland is mentally insane. He's a psychopath. He's a crazy yeah, he's guy. He's a complete yeah. psychopath. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's good stuff. So, so J Mart starting five, and I know a couple of people have called to get the website. Yeah, Gixen, Gixen.com, G-I-X-E-N. I'll, I'll repeat it one more time. G-I-X-E-N, Gixen.com. That was J Mart's insider tip here. Yeah, that man. will help you kind of pick through eBay, get the cards you're looking for, and make sure your life is easier. So. KD cards, Zach Levine cards, but wait a little bit on Zach Levine. Yes. Just coming off surgery, and R.J. Barrett, and then Gixon.com and Sean Strickland MMA sports cards. Those, J-Mart starting five. That is a really good one. Well done here by J-Mart on the starting five here on Ken LeVica Live. Speaking of well done, go check out the deals this 4th of July weekend at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, okay? GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. I'm on it right now. I'm looking at it right now. New 2023 Kia Sportage, $229 a month, 36 months. I mean, that is an outstanding deal. I'm looking at a new 2022 Kia Sorento, get 2.9% APR, 48 months. Those are the types of deals you're getting at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. How do I get there, Ken? Let me tell you. Military Trail, West Palm Beach, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. You can't miss it because it has a big Kia sign out front, okay? Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. I'm a member of that family. I love that place, and it's because they have a credit clinic on site looking out for you. You can trust them. They're trying to make your payment per month something that's not going to keep you up at at night, and for me, that's all I'm asking for when I'm going to buy an automobile. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. I got my Kia K5 GT from there. You're going to love your car buying experience at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Jay Mart, have a safe trip up to Georgia, okay? Thank you, pal. Stone, please don't blow your fingers off. I will, I will try. <laughs> Me, I'm staying away from the sparklers, and I'm just throwing those things at the ground, those pop rocks. I love them. <laughs> have a great weekend. Be safe. Bye.